Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. My name is Martha Reddick, and I am your host. And this week on Chronicles of Nannia, we are going to be talking about nanny agencies and kind of the pros and cons of going through a nanny agency versus working more freelance or using one of those websites that we talked about in that very first episode of like care.com or Sitter City or things like that. And so I have brought in Crystal Crawford. Hello, Crystal. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's wonderful to have you. And Crystal is an expert in this area. And I would love, Crystal, if you would walk us through your background in nannying and nanny agencies and Tell us all of your background. Absolutely. So once again, my name is Crystal Crawford. I am the owner of Elite Metro Nannies. We are a nanny agency here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, We pride ourselves in making sure that we bring the best of the best to our families, making sure that top priority is the safety of your children. Um, As far as a little bit about myself, um, I started the agency back in 2012 after I graduated from grad school. And of course, just like, you know, most college um, students, they want to find an extra work to, you know, offset some of the costs <laughs> of college. <Yes>. So, <laughs> so I started babysitting and that turned into um, nannying. And yeah, so I ended up loving it. And of course, um, while I was in grad school, um, even though I went all the way through and I still found that I have a passion for caring for children. So I decided to start my own nanny agency. So Wow, that is wonderful. So if you so as you were starting, what did you look for as you were bringing people into your nanny agency? What uh, spoke to you about the nannies that were applying that you took on? Absolutely. So one of the biggest things that I look for is to make sure that you have a passion for this industry. I'm not looking for people that are in between jobs or looking for something short term to just cover them for the next three or four months. I'm looking for somebody that has chosen this as 
their bread and butter and this is what they want to do for a living, not long, short term, but definitely long term. So that's yeah. one of the biggest things that I look for. And it sounds like you're also saying uh, respect for the career of nannying instead of uh, thinking of it as a side job or a side project. Absolutely. I'm big on professionalism. So that's one thing that I do as far as like my trainings with my nannies is don't just let somebody come to you and say, hey, you're just a nanny. No, you're not just a nanny. You are a (laughs) caregiver. You are taking care of people's most precious jewels. So take some pride in what you did. So I'm always preaching that to not only the nannies in Atlanta, but nationally, you know, through my Instagram page or my other social media outlets. Wonderful. Um, And actually, let's back up for a second. Sure. um, And just talk about what uh, what is a nanny agency? What what does a nanny agency provide that you don't get through just like putting up a poster and hoping for the best? <laughs> right. So great question. How I like to define a nanny agency um, being is basically we are a screening service. We do all the referrals. We make sure that screen all of the candidates. We do the interviews, the background checks. We basically do all the legwork that the parents don't want to do and more. So once the nanny is placed, I always like to make sure that I do some follow-up, make sure that the nanny's okay, and also that the family's okay and the match is working out. Right, because yes, I I know from a little bit of personal experience that there it, there are families that you just don't jive with as a nanny. Exactly. And so that matchmaking, I'm sure, is extremely important. Absolutely. And believe it or not, I do go with a lot of gut feeling myself. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a background in social work and psychology, so I'm always pulling in those resources because some personalities just don't go together, like you said. So I'm looking, when I'm placing families, if I have a laid-back family, I'm, I'm looking for a nanny that can mesh well with that family as well, not somebody that's uptight. It, it makes a difference, and I want to make sure that both parties are happy. Yes, yes, that I would think would be extremely important. And also probably just uh, parenting or teaching philosophies about discipline and things like that, I'm sure would be extremely important in matching families with nannies. Absolutely. Um, and do you have a, a screening process to figure out the philosophies of the families and of the nannies? Absolutely. So what we do initially is we, I like to say, not only is the nanny filling out an application to be part of the agency, we also have a family application. And that's where we get all the background information on the family, you know, so that we're just not putting a nanny with just any old family. So I'm getting to know both parties, almost like starting a new relationship. I want to know everybody who's all involved. So my screening process is a little bit more thorough. And that's why I tell parents when they come to me, it's not a quick turnaround because I do a very in-depth screening and it goes all the way to if a parent is asking for a drug test, we go as far as doing drug tests. So so our screening is very, very thorough when it comes to making sure that we have the right placements for our families. Wow. Yeah, that that is thorough, but I'm sure that it it makes both parties feel 
a lot more secure. Absolutely. And that job placement. Yes. Um, and then, so what are some, so as a nanny, I, let's say that I am considering going to a nanny agency instead of just finding a family through other means of the internet or word of mouth or things like that. What are some pros that I can expect from going through a nanny agency? Yeah, so this is a great question. Some of the pros that are probably one of the biggest one is that the family has been screened. You know who you're dealing with from the job. You're not just picking somebody off of care.com, which I like care.com. Right. But, you know, care.com doesn't provide that background for the family. So you don't know what you're walking into when you go into the interview. And so with that family application that I do in my agency, it gives the nanny some insight on what's going on already in the home because there could be some dynamics that the nanny might not even feel comfortable with and that could just, you know, she could alleviate herself from this, the screening process and just wait for another family. So that, that's probably one of the biggest pros is that we screen our families. Um, another pro would be that we have your back. You know, as far if you have any problems, that come up during the process of applying or interviewing with the family or even after you've been placed, you have somebody that you can go to and talk to to get it resolved. So we're almost like a mediator between a liaison between both parties and making sure that, again, everybody is happy. Um, probably one of the cons that I would say that we can talk about mm-hmm. is that the nannies, sometimes they don't feel like um, we have their best interests. And that's probably one thing that sets my agency apart. I'm a big advocate for nannies because I nannied, you know, right, before yes. I started my agency. So I know some the troubles and the frustrations that we go through as nannies. And I'm big on making sure that nannies are covered because this is the career that we chose. So you shouldn't be penalized, you know, just because, you're, you're, you wanted to go into the nanny industry. And I thought sometimes people feel penalized when they deal with an, an agency because they feel like the agency doesn't have their back. Right. Yes. I, I've seen that on some of the nanny chats of just feeling like they're beating their head against the wall right? <laughs> um, because their, their nanny agency isn't sticking up for them. So that's wonderful that you do. Um, and I'm sure it, helps people stick with you for longer, even as they transition from one family that you've placed them with to another. Exactly. Um, And then also something that I want to talk about is contracts. So I know that a nanny agency will help you set up a contract with the family, whereas if you're working freelance, a contract is not always a given. Right. So whether you decide to go through a nanny agency or not, always make sure that you have a nanny contract before you start working. It just makes everything easier. And you just never know. The family may wake up one day and say, we don't need you. And then you're stuck because you didn't have a nanny um, contract and you're without a job and without money. So, right. <laughs> so as far as the nanny contracts, 
through my particular agency, we have a template that we use that has already been approved by an attorney. Um, and it's basically we just plug it in. We ask the family again with that family application. They will tell us what they're looking for as far as hours, what benefits they're offering, what what are the work hours, and all of that stuff goes inside of the contract. Now, if you decide to do this on your own, you're going to have to do a little bit more. But, of course, Google is going to be your best friend where you can find a contract that's already drawn up or use LegalZoom.com. That's probably one of the best secrets out there is LegalZoom. With just probably about 20 to $30, you can get... Um, some consultation from an attorney just to look over your contract and make sure that it's the language in there is okay. Wow, that's great advice. Because yeah, I know a lot of people are like, well, if I'm going to try to draw up a contract, it's going to cost me so much money to do that. And I don't have it because I'm applying for jobs. Right. <laughs> um, and so that's, that's a really good piece of advice because 20 to $30 is well worth it to exactly to, be, to have job security, basically. To make sure that, yeah, the family doesn't wake up one day and it's like, oh, actually, we're going to put them in school full time. So And that happens. <laughs> yeah. And then also making sure because most nannies get paid at the end of the week. At least in my experience, that's been true. Mm -hmm. And so also a contract helps make sure that that payment actually happens because – I, I have heard of nannies just not getting paid and then you've yes. already provided the service. So there's not much you can do at that point without a contract. Exactly. So the contract is there for a purpose. It's to protect you as a nanny, just like any other contract out there. You want to make sure that it is reviewed, not only initially before you start work, but review it with the family to see if any changes need to be made like every three to six months through your appointment. Oh, wow. That's that's really good advice, too, because, yes, I'm sure as uh, ages change and things like that, there are going to be different needs. Exactly. Also, if another child is born into the family, then you probably right. need to draw up another contract. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to because what I used to do before there was a time a period of time where I wasn't using that agency before I started uh, my own agency. I would have separate contracts, one for, let's say, the family wanted me to travel with them in the summer. I would have a contract just for traveling with the family because you want to put on paper what your hours are while you're out of town and when, you're, when is your downtime so that you're not working 24 hours or they don't invite their friends to come on vacation with them. And before you know it, you're watching five kids. With right. That's very good advice. Because, mm -hmm. yes, I have heard some more stories <laughs> about that of like, wait a second. Right. What is happening? Um, so, yeah, that's great advice. Um, so let's walk through um, the process of applying to a nanny agency from the nanny's point of view. What how do how do you find nanny agencies? How do you apply? Are there times that are, are of the year or of even the week that are better to send in your application? Great question. So yes, yes, and yes, and yes to all of those. So there is a 
a time of year that I would say, even though many agencies are hanging throughout the year, that back to school rush mm-hmm. is there. If you're looking for employment for the school year, start in July submitting applications to the NAE agencies because parents are literally going to start calling as soon as July 4th is over, if not before then. And if you're looking for something for the summer, start right after spring break and submitting your application. So yes, there is a time of year where, where there's nannies are needed more and where we get a lot more applications that come through. So and don't be afraid to apply in the middle of the school year. Things happen. And as long as your information and your application is on file, you know, your, your chances of getting a family are definitely good. As, right. So as far as the process goes, um, and where to look for the nanny agencies, I would say, of course, check Google. Right. Um, there are some agencies that are more um, prevalent and more on social media than other agencies. Like myself, I love Instagram. I'm always on there. Um, but that's just how I connect with my nannies because I need to have some connection with my nannies still. So my nanny, right, yeah. <laughs> my nanny friends. So yeah, so some agencies are on Facebook. Uh, more than Instagram, check your social media pages because if they don't post the job listings on the actual website, they'll most likely post it on Facebook. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of agencies here in Atlanta, we do Facebook ads. Um, every once in a while, I'll run one um, just as like a special. And usually it is back to school special um, where I'll run a Facebook ad. And as far as the nannies go, um, as far as the process, again, look on social media, look on Google to find your closest agency. And if you can't find it through there, check the International Association for Nannies, the INA. There's a list of nanny agencies on there for each state. Oh, that's great advice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, so you've found let's say five agencies that you want to apply to and you have gone on their website, you've got the application. Um, what are some things that make nannies look better to you as they're applying? What are some kind of tricks of the trade to, to getting taken on by a nanny agency? Absolutely. So I am, once again, I'm big on professionalism Submit your application. If they have an application online, submit that. But don't be afraid to also submit your resume and add a cover letter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a cover letter will set you... Because people don't believe in cover letters anymore. So, right. and, and y'all have to remember that I'm coming from corporate America before I started my naming agency. I wasn't corporate America. So I'm big on professionalism. So a cover letter is going to set you apart from any other nanny, I promise you. And if you have a portfolio, even better. Make what does sure- a portfolio look like? <laughs> so your portfolio is, is a little bit more um, laid back. That actually includes pictures of you and the kids. That includes certificates. Like if you've done any trainings, um, any trainings um, through your National Training Day, or you've actually gone to one of the conferences, include all of those things in there. And if you have your CP certification, you will put that in there. Any certificates, certifications, any type of trainings that you've done, and also include 
things that you like to do, like hobbies. Like, let's say that you are you like to scuba dive. Include those type of things in there. So that's just the addition to your resume that you can't put everything on your resume. You will put in your portfolio. Okay. Wow. I'm learning so much. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so. Also, I would assume that if you are a nanny that has started their own website, that that would be good to offer. Absolutely. And that's key. I actually only have had two or three girls where, and those are my professional nannies, of course, that have had their own personal websites. And yes, absolutely. Um, As far as the portfolio, you can make your portfolio electronic, and which I would highly suggest because parents, even though... I love the portfolios and have it in my hand. Having it electronically will give people quick access to your documents. Mm -hmm. And you can update it as you go. Absolutely. uh, I know a lot of nannies, myself included, like continuing their education um, and take more classes and things like that. Always, always be growing. Just like for nannying. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, And so... What, so you receive an application and then what happens from there? So, yeah. So once I receive the application, I will make sure that if I have a, let's say I have three or four positions open, I will screen through and see which nannies are when I look for college education. If you don't have the college education piece, I'm looking, I'm looking very closely at your experience I don't even though you have college experience I'm still looking at your your nanny experience do not send I'm so big on this do not send me a resume if you just went to college and you think that you're about to get a position in my agency it's not gonna work I need to see some experience so yeah people so that's one thing as far as the screen goes I'm looking one at the education and your experience. So that's why I say your portfolio is important in that cover letter. So even if you decided to go to corporate America, America like myself, that cover letter gives you a chance to explain why you're now looking for a position. So right. don't, you know, don't, don't sell yourself short and just only submit a resume. Give as much information as possible. So once I have all those documents and I do my screening process, I will start um, going through and We'll do a background check and make sure that the background check is, you know, comes back clear. And then we're looking for whether you have CPR certification or not. So those three things are probably the top three things that I'm looking for. And so once you get past that point, that's when I start saying, okay, what families are perfect for you? Right. And then, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, some certain families, of course, you know, require you to have a good driving record. You know, I'm looking at those type of things or, you know, whether you can speak a different language. So there's other particulars that we're looking for. But if you can get past the first three humps, your chances are good at finding a placement through my agency. That's really good advice. And do you do you kind of file differently? So, like, there's ones that are, like, in the on deck kind of like yes I do have priorities yes absolutely I have the girls that are like you know what if somebody calls tomorrow I will get you hired tomorrow because those are the girls that are manies and 
Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. If there's a Manny out there, please come apply for my agency. I love <laughs> Manny's. I'm looking for you all. Um, so yeah, so That's yes, wonderful I do. to hear. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, I do have priority. Uh, my top priority people that I, you have checked off everything on my list, everything that I ever wanted in a nanny. And if I had a child, I would hire you as a nanny. That's a big thing. If I would not hire you, you're probably not going to get hired by, by families. I will, I need to want to hire you before I send you to any of my families. Yes. I, to a much lesser degree, I will not recommend anyone that I wouldn't want to uh, nanny for my imaginary child Uh, right (laughs) like I I just you know there are people that are like oh if there's any extra work can you recommend me and there are some people that I'm like nope right Uh, (laughs) and then there are certainly people that I'm like oh my gosh yes they're such a wonderful nanny so I understand where you're coming from there certainly because yes it is it's one of the most important jobs is taking care of other people's children and you're so integrated into a family's life and so it is really important to be trustworthy exactly great so what are some extracurricular activities that a nanny agency can offer to help nannies so great question. So there are three things that I like to focus on in my nanny agency that I love to offer. The first one, which I think is the is, is very important, is providing nanny socials, having the nannies come together and socialize, being able to let their hair down and just <laughs> enjoy themselves without the kids around. So um Every month I host a, um, I call it Nannies in the City. It's based off of that whole theme of sex in the city. Right. Just getting out and enjoying yourself. So Atlanta is a nice city. There's so many things for us to do down here. Um, so, yeah, so I'll host it. And it's usually at a nice restaurant or a festival. Or if there's a concert in town, I'll host it. And I'll just have a meetup before the concert. So, yeah, so that's one thing that I love to do. And I actually get really excited and have one coming up um, at the end of the month uh, around Thanksgiving, uh, which oh, is going to be great. super fun. Help uh, make uh, the agency feel more like a family. Cause exactly. We've talked about on this podcast before how isolating of a career, weirdly, nannying can be. Because uh, often you're the only adult that you see all day. <laughs> Exactly. No, and that's so true. And you find yourself being disconnected from what's going on around you because you're with the kids all day. And even though you love it so much, you need that interaction with adults every once in a while. Yes, I I completely agree. <laughs> um, so great. What else? Um, so we do another thing that I like to do for my agency is offer trainings, um, elite metro nannies. Um, we are over the National Nanny Training Day here in Atlanta, so that'll be April 29th, 2017, and of course that training is done in almost every city across the nation on the same exact day, so that's one of the biggest trainings that we do um, throughout the year, and I offer other little small trainings also throughout the year just to help with like professional development. And one that I do have coming up is we'll be talking about portfolios. Oh, great. People don't know. And so I'm getting 
um, having it set up to be a webinar this time so I can invite not only Atlanta people, but also across the nation where people can just, just log in and watch the webinar. Great. Yeah. How, how can listeners access that? So, yeah. So if you follow um, the Nanny Broker on Instagram, I will put a post up there. I am working on the flyer right now. And, I, and we can get it going. And definitely there will be a link to sign up via eventbrite.com. So everything will be on, on my Instagram page because I feel like that's how I'm mostly connected with the nanny world is, mm-hmm. is, is through Instagram. So, yep, so look for that post. And I will definitely tag you on it so that you can share with your listeners. Yes, I, I will do that because I, I honestly didn't know about portfolios until this <laughs> interview. So that's wonderful. And um, and is there a cap on your webinar or is it as many people as can sign up? Yeah, so there will be a cap and I will let that number be shown on the event price. Thank okay. you for bringing that up. So yes, there will be a cap and you check back with the webinar um, software that I use to make sure. Usually it's, it's, a, it's, it's around 50 people, but I will check and see. But you will see the number on the Eventbrite page. So if it gets down to like five slots left, you'll know to go ahead and sign up. Yeah, sign up now. <laughs> um, that's great. And then along that same line of thinking, if you are already working with a nanny family and you don't necessarily need placement through a nanny agency, is there a way to contact a nanny agency that says, I, I don't need placement, but I'm interested in other resources that you offer? Absolutely. So that thank you for bringing that up. So yes, don't be afraid if you see, and I think that's, I'm so glad you brought that up. I think some of the nannies get confused that my events are only for people that are associated with my agency. No, it's not. I want you to get involved and I'm here to help and advocate for you all to make sure that we grow as professional nannies, not just sitting around and you're not helping to improve yourself. So absolutely, the resources that I particularly provide for my nannies are open to everybody. And, yes. uh, you know, the webinars right now, everything is very low cost I because I understand the income that we make. <laughs> right. So I'm taking that all into into consideration. And I even tell nannies, if it's something where you don't know where to get your, your CPR renewed, give me a call. I'm so frugal that I will tell you where to go get your, <laughs> your CPR done for free at. So Right. Yes. Don't be afraid to call your nanny agency. They are here to help you. That is such good advice and so comforting because I know for me, if I didn't have my friends who are nannies, many of which have already been on the show and some are soon to come, but Mm -hmm. Katie and I during one episode kind of joked that we talk like this without mics, but Mm -hmm. we do, we do sit around and, you know, have a glass of wine and talk about the kids that we nanny because they are our lives to a certain extent. And through that, we, I, we both offer each other help and insight into problems that sometimes you can't see because you're too close. And so I think those social outings are really important for building friendships with people who understand your line of work. Um, 
Yeah, because I mean, I'm engaged and and I love my fiance so much and he is wonderful with kids, but he does not understand right. what, what I do all day and how exhausting it is. Yes, I I, I remember the days <laughs> where my parents would be like, what are you two? Like, are, are you, because I would come home and I'd be like, I'm so tired. And they just could not wrap their heads around what I'm doing all day. And I'm like, it's, you're basically a household manager. You, you're everything to that family. Yes, yes. And yeah, I mean, it's not a joke that literally today I didn't sit down. I was doing laundry. I was prepping snack. You know, you don't, even during nap times, it's not a rest for the nanny. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, having other people in your life that understand that I think is, is very important for your own mental health. Absolutely. That could be a whole nother conversation, mental health. (laughs) Yes. And actually that's on my list to to do a whole episode about is nanny self-care because I I think that's really, really important. Absolutely. Because you spend so much time giving that you've got to, you've got to also make sure that you're being kind to yourself. Yes. Um, Wonderful. Uh, Is there anything else that you Uh, feel like we didn't touch on? Uh, sure. So I would, I like to leave, um, even though I spoke on so much um, through this session, I would love to leave this one little piece with everybody is even if you do not work with a nanny agency or you just don't feel like it's necessary, just know this, know your worth and represent yourself well. Make sure that don't let anybody downplay what you do for a living because it is important. You are shaping the lives of our youth. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I completely agree. I think that's so important uh, to not underestimate yourself um, and your self-worth. Yes. Certainly. Um, wonderful. Well, listeners, if you have any questions, if you feel like, you came away from this episode not understanding a certain aspect, please email in at chroniclesofnania at gmail.com and ask those questions and I will reach out to Crystal and get the answers if I don't know already, which I probably won't because I am not a nanny agent. So I'll reach out to Crystal and find out the answer for you and be sure to answer that question. Um, Also, if you have any stories about working with a nanny agency, positive, negative, things like that, please share those as well as, and then also please share any stories, cute little anecdotes or quotes or things like that. We love to end episodes on the high note of having a cute story. So if you have any of those, which I'm sure you do if you work with children because they say the darndest things, um, <laughs> that please send those in to Chronicles of Nania. I will never share the child's name. In fact, don't even include it. But I will share your name if you would like. And I would love to share some, some of those stories. Um, And speaking of, I have a story from a listener, Victoria Matobano. She sent in this wonderful little (laughs) list uh, titled Causes of Today's Tantrums. (laughs) I didn't let him eat cat food. 
I didn't let him eat pennies, but I did let him eat rice. (laughs) (laughs) And yep, I totally understand that where you're like, wait, this this is not worth having a tantrum over. (laughs) But but kids will be kids, you know. There's a lot. They're they're doing a lot all day, so I can understand how. (laughs) <laughs> being told that you are allowed to eat rice can be upsetting um, right. <laughs> and Victoria also did want me to share that she has a Twitter account that is at Victoria not Vicky and Vicky is spelled V-I-K-Y I think for the character number so at Victoria not Vicky and she posts a lot of stories like that on it so if you enjoyed that story please visit her Twitter account and follow her because she, she does, I was looking through it and she has a lot of really cute stories. So, um, and then also be sure to visit Crystal's Instagram account, uh, the nanny broker, correct? Correct. Wonderful. It, I follow it personally and it is a wonderful Instagram account with some beautiful pictures and then also a lot of really good information and inspiring quotes and things like that. Um, so it's, it's a, a calming influence every time your pictures come up in my feed. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And thank you so much for being, uh, for calling in today. It was lovely to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed, I enjoyed everything this evening. Great. And, uh, thank you all for listening. Have a great week. The Chronicles of Nannia is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen. Artwork and logo by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nannia and on Twitter at Nannia Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnannia at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 